the idea, the thought behind what I'm preaching today, and I know I'm not going to get through, but we're going to go as far as we can. The favor and blessing of God in the crushing, <laughs> the crushing process. Look, can I be really honest with you? Nobody and no one likes the crushing process. But if we are ever going to be used by God, if we're ever going to be anointed by God, if, if God is ever going to use us in a great magnitude and we have power, dunamis power, Holy Ghost power, there has to be a crushing process that takes place in our lives. It is the picture of the grapes that is full of juice, but the juice is on the inside. Paul says in this text, he says that the excellency of the power of God is on the, out, is on the inside. It's not on the outside. It's not the flesh. It's not us doing it. The life of Christ is on the, in, is on the inside. The, the flesh, the old nature gets in the way of the flow. Who you really are now in Christ is on the inside. And, and many times we get caught up in worldly things and saved, but, but, but looking in the wrong direction. Saved, but we have idols in our saved, but not allowing God to, to do the process of moving us out of our own way. <laughs> your biggest enemy is not your husband, is not your wife, is not the person on the job, is not that person that don't like you. Your biggest enemy is not even the devil, though he's behind it. Our biggest enemy is ourselves. We stop ourselves from walking in the fullness, in the blessing of God. Hallelujah. Uh, but, but, watch this. but God has already given us power. We, he has already given us a position. He has already set the blessings in our account, but, but he's not going to allow us to, to, to walk in it until some crushing take place. Till some crushing take place. That's what Paul is talking about here in our text. He said, after the light has shined in our hearts, after you have accepted Jesus Christ, and it's God that has commanded it because before we walked in darkness. If you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, you're walking in darkness. If you haven't accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, there is a spiritual blindness that you can't see. And that blindness is from Satan. And literally, to save us, God moves the blindness back and allow the light, the truth of Jesus to shine in that we recognize that he's Savior. But that is just the beginning. Now, once we accept Jesus, we're born again, which means the life of Christ, the divine sperm, the divine seed of Christ has entered into our spirit and now becomes the walk. Now come learning how to walk in the newness, 
how to walk in the power, how to walk in the way that God has called us to walk. And believe me, it's a fight. Because we still are trying to walk in the old ways when God is trying to teach us how to walk in the new ways. And until we let go, until we surrender, until we say, yes, Lord, that power, the excellency of the glory of God from Christ Jesus can't flow out of us. We don't have power in our living. The, the anointing can't be set free until we allow him to, to crush our old self so we can walk in our new self. Amen? Amen. Let me, let me dig a little bit. Let me dig a little bit. I got, I got a question. Did you know that even in our crushing, that God still can give you favor and blessing? <laughs> I mean, though, though, though you're in circumstances that, that you don't really like, even though things are happening that, that you don't really care for. As I said last week, crushing is different than pruning. Pruning is, it hurts on this side. It may hurt on this side. But crushing is when you look at your life and all the mentions of your life bring you pain. It's when, it's when it seems like God has left you. It's when it seems like that, that life has turned downward. That, that as he says in this text, he says, he says, he says that, that we are hard pressed on every side. We, we, are, we, are, we are being perplexed on every side. We are persecuted. We are struck down. Notice what he's saying is everything that is negative. Let me share with you. When you are determined to walk in the purpose of God, you can expect to go through this. When, when God has great purpose for you, you can expect to feel this. Many of us try to jump out of the fire when perhaps where God wants us is in the fire. Listen, well, let, me, let me say this, that, that, that God has allowed trouble to come our way in order to prepare us for our future. God is trying to mold and shape our inward character so that the glory of God will flow through us. See, when we are determined to have our own way, when we are determined to do it our way, because the principles of the kingdom of God is different than the principles of the world. And if we are Christians and still trying to live by the world edicts, the flow of the spirit, the flow of power, the blessing of God cannot flow fully to us nor through us. Not through us. No, notice what Paul says. We are hard-pressed on every side, yet. 
There ought to be a yet in your life. <laughs> Jesus is the yet in our life. Yet, not crushed. Have you ever been in a situation and it looked like you was going down for the third time, but you had a but God experience? The yet and the but God is the same thing. It's, it's Paul saying, yes, we went through this. Yes, it hurt. Yes, we were perplexed, but we was not despaired because I still had hope in the midst of the situation. There's three things you got to hold on to. There's three things that I think that in first, not think, I know that in 1 Corinthians 13, 13 says, there's three things that will, will take us over. There's three things that after all this is done and we're in heaven, it would still remain, which means if, 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 if it's our anchor to heaven, you better have it now. You better have faith, because the only thing that God is pleased with is our faith. Faith is heaven's currency. The only way you can get the blessings of God, the only thing that moves God, the only thing that God said, look at my child, look at my daughter, the only thing that makes God say, I'm well pleased with you, is when we have faith, and faith means that we trust him. We trust his character. We trust his goodness. We trust his love. We trust his, his word, even when we can't see it. Faith means I don't see it yet. I, I, I haven't experienced yet, but he promised me, he told me, and I know my God can't lie. Hope is having an expectation that I, I don't know when he's going to do it, I don't know how he's going to do it, but he said, he gave me a vision, he gave me a promise, his word said, so I have a future expectation that I haven't stepped in yet. But, but I know God. I trust God. So therefore, even though I'm being persecuted, I'm being crushed, I'm being knocked down, I'm being struck down, there's something that holds my integrity and I cannot be moved because God has promised me and I'm going to wait right here until my change comes. That's what God is ultimately looking for through his children. He said, have, have you gotten past the elementary faith and moved on that no matter what life throws at you, you still see me? <laughs> you still praise me? You still say thank you in the midst of it? He, he is trying to train us to get there. He's trying to get us there. And then love, love is this. I know he loves me. Since God is love and he is what love is, love always starts with God. Without God is not real love. Hallelujah. Matter of fact, we don't have agape love unless we know him and flowing in him. The, the, the earthly love is a... Selfish love is about what have you done for me lately. But agape love is what can I do to bless you? What can I do to help you? And, and God is constantly, the dimensions of his love is like this apple that 
has, has been cut in such a way, there are different dimensions and facets to it. And when the light shines through it, it sparkles. And God is, is, is infinitely multifaceted. His love, his mercy, his compassion, his ways are multi, multi, infinite, multifaceted. That's how awesome our God is. That's how great he is. And, and God says, but I love you. I created you. I made you. And, and, and allow me, trust me in the crushing process. Wow. One of the things I see in scripture is this. The principles that I'm talking about in the New Testament can be found in the life of the Old Testament. When, when, I, when I look at scripture and I see David went through it, but today I, I would like to take a look at the life of Joseph. Joseph is, is, is he is the son of Israel or, or, or Jacob, and you find this in Genesis 37. You find this young man who is the last son of Jacob. He had him in his older age. And it says, Israel, Jacob, loved Joseph. Watch this. More than the other children. <laughs> Did you know that that is a setup for trouble? But, but let me speak to us on a spiritual level. Watch it or be careful are know that when you are highly favored, it will bring enemies your way. Know that, 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 that when God is blessing you, when God is lifting you, when you're not acting like everybody else because you're trusting God and, and people ought to be encouraging you, so many times the very people who ought to be on your side will stand against you. Know that when, when, when you choose to do right and other people choose to do wrong, just you doing right brings a Holy Spirit conviction on them. So, so they, will, they, will have a, they will oppose you. Jesus says in, in the gospel, he said, I, I didn't come to bring peace. I, I came really to bring division because there would be father against son, mother against daughter, daughter against mother. There would be, uh, there would be a division between family because if you choose me, when you choose to walk with me, and the deeper you walk with him, the more friendless you become. And when, when you went, Joseph, here he is, and he's a picture in the natural of the spiritual because his brothers, are said, could not speak peacefully. You know, when, when, when folks really got an attitude with you, even the way they talk to you, they don't even know it, but they can't even talk to you right. You don't just see this with Joseph. You see this with King and Abel. Abel does right. Cain could do right. And he chose not to. And Cain got so mad that he killed Abel. 
You, you see this with Moses and his sister and his brother Aaron, Mary, that, that here, here he is leading the people through the Red Sea. And Mary and Aaron got together and said, what makes you think you're the only prophet? And I'm a prophetess and Aaron a prophet. What makes you the lead? And God struck Mary with leprosy. You see this with Jesus, that here he is preaching in the house, and his mother and his brothers have come, and, and, and they really have come because this is what they say in the Gospel of Mark. They said, they, they said, Mary, Mom, Jesus, crazy. And they came to take him by force, and Jesus wouldn't come out to them. He said, those who listen to my words are my mother, are my brothers. They are my kin. So if it happened with Jesus, why do you think it won't happen with you? It's a pattern because we live in a world of kingdoms, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of darkness. And watch people can be saved but not wanting to walk in fullness of the light. And the more light you walk in, the more it convicts other people. Just you being you. Just you minding your own business. Just you choosing to do right and not partaking in the wrong. I got to say this. Guard your heart above all else. Proverbs 4, 23 says, above all else, guard your heart. Don't let other people influence what you know is right, what you know what to do, when you, when you, when you, when God got purpose on you and you're waiting on God and you trust in God, don't step out of character. Many times the test is about your character. Why should God place much more in our hands when he can't trust us with little? If we walk in envy, if we walk in jealousy, if we try to manipulate things, why should God trust us with more? The hardest thing to do is, is, is to wait on God. The hardest thing to do is keep your eyes on him when other things are happening. You will even see other people prosper before you and know that all of this is a test because God wants to know, are you looking at the world like everybody else, or are you looking at me? Joseph is 17. He's the youngest of the brothers, and they should be protecting him, and they're his biggest enemies. Listen, if, if, if earthly favor brings you enemies, how much more would spiritual favor bring you enemies? They hated him. Then they did It showed that Joseph was young because he had a dream, had two dreams, and it showed where God was taking him. What God was gonna do. He don't understand. He he really don't get it. When God shows you where he's taking you, he doesn't tell you the whole story. <laughs> Let me explain. When God has purpose for you, we think that it's a straight line to our purpose. Oh, no. 
it, it, it zigzags. You got to go through this wilderness, this hurt, these problems, these situations. Why? Because because he can't trust you with what he has promised you yet because he has to build your character in what he wants you to walk in. And until he can trust you with a little bit, he can't trust you with more. So guess what? Joseph tells his brothers and father, and I would say this to somebody, do not tell everybody your dreams. Do not tell everybody what God has told you. Only tell those who God has told you to tell, because everybody can't take it. Matter of fact, sometimes the very people you tell will be the very people that Satan will use as puppets to try to stop you from getting where God has promised you. And I would say this, that, that even when people are unprovoked, try to stop you and come against you, Hold on to your integrity because God will fight your battle. You don't have to fight your own battle. If God is for you, he's more than the world against you. Romans 8, 28 says that God will work all things together, the bad, the good, the ugly, those that are against you. If you stay steadfast on him, God will work good. At the end, he'll bring it and make it good. It doesn't mean that it's all good. It means that God will turn it around for your good. I don't know how he does it. I just know God is faithful in what he does. He will, you are called. There's a calling and there's a purpose. And when you walk with God, he will take you and get you to your purpose. My question is, who are you looking at? Who are you looking at? My brother and sister, as you walk through life, I promise you hell's going to come. I promise you that there are going to be a lot of voices telling you to do this, do that, handle it this way, get them back. To, and, 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 and meantime, God's going to say, no, be quiet. And it will make you feel like you're losing. It will make you feel like you're a fool. It will make you feel like, what's wrong with me? Sometimes God's favor feel like a punishment. Ask Joseph. Here he is. He, he, he is with his brothers and one day his father sends him out and, and they, they, are, they are tending the sheep and his father sent him and they see him afar off. Matter of fact, they see the code of favor. You may not know this, but let me say this. In the spiritual, when you are walking close with God, there is a glow. There is an anointing on you that other people see that you don't see. You know what's funny? Some of the most covered people, anointed people I know, don't know they are anointed. You don't see what God is doing. 
You're not supposed to. But other people see it. Let, 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 me, let, me, let me see if I can make this clear. When Moses had been up on the mountain in Exodus 34, and he had been in the presence of God, his skin is literally glowing and shining with the presence of God. He comes down back to his people, and they're running from him. <laughs> They're running from him. Why? Because his skin is shining. You know who doesn't see it? You know who doesn't know it? Moses doesn't know it. Now, hold on now. Let's stay right here. Even though you are knowing it, though God's hand is on you, don't ever get the big head about what God is doing. The moment we think it's us, the moment you think you better, the moment you don't give God the praise, you will lose what you have. Here Moses is, and the glow had already left, and he kept the veil on him because he wanted the people to think he still had it. My brother and sister, one of the deadliest things is pride. One of the evilest sins is pride. And pride is hard to detect because sometimes it sounds righteous. It acts righteous, but it's self-pride. And God hates that because that's what happened with Satan, and that is where sin begins. My brothers and sisters, notice that in Genesis 39, 7 and 15. Matter of fact, before we get there, already, if my memory is right, when he was sold to the Egyptian Potiphar, this is what it said. Here he is a slave, and it said, and God was with him. That's in 39, 1 through 6. Wait a minute, my, my, my question is this. Here he is, sold into slavery, away from home at 17, and God says, I'm with him. Matter of fact, this is the commentary. It doesn't say he tells Joseph this. Moses is writing, and he tells us this. The writer of Genesis, which is Moses, tells us that God was with him. How is it that he's in trouble? How is it he's in a place where he don't want to be? And God says, I'm with you. What's happening around you is not always an indication that God is, is with you. Many times, your circumstances will be contrary to where you are with God. The, the, the test is this. This is the test. Though all hell is breaking loose, you sense his presence. There's a peace that is overwhelming. You know that God is with you even though you don't understand why he's doing what he's doing. And watch this. And in the wilderness, in the test, in the crushing, 
He'll give you handfuls of blessing in the midst of your situation. Somebody said, what you talking about? Well, in Potiphar's house, Potiphar noticed that there was something about Joseph. And in noticing something about Joseph, because watch this, Joseph still maintained his faithfulness. When you trust God in your trouble, you don't act wild. You don't act up. You don't lose your mind. You just don't do any and everything. You maintain what God has told you. It's you keep doing the very last thing God told you to do. And even though it goes from bad to worse, you keep doing the very last things God told you to do. See, God requires in his stewards that we be faithful to what we know. You know he's good. You know he's faithful. You know he's with you. And even though the circumstances are bad, don't trust your circumstances. Trust your Savior. Trust your God. Trust that he loves you. Trust that he sees where you're at. Trust that he knows, that he knows, that he knows, that he knows. Peter tells us, Peter, 1 Peter chapter 5 tells us, he said, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. That means, Lord, I surrender. Lord, I love you. Lord, I don't understand. But if you got me here, teach me, show me. I trust you. I trust that you got me here for a purpose because if it wasn't through you, I couldn't be here. So it came through you. So you have a good intent in this. So Lord, I'm going to look to you. I'm going to pray to you. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to put my faith in you because you are God and I'm your child. And it goes on to say, he said, cast all your cares, not some of your cares, but tell him everything. Lay it on the line. Tell him, talk to him. Lay before him. Give him all of your heart because he wants your heart. And then it says, in due time, when, when due time, when God gets ready, when the process is finished, when he has done what he needed to do to get to our hearts, when he has crushed pride, when he has crushed arrogance, when we no longer think that we can do it, when we recognize that we need him, he shall begin to lift you. When God lifts you, things changes. When God lifts you. You know what's so awesome about it? He won't lift you on the outside first. He'll lift you in your spirit first. All of a sudden, you start singing. All of a sudden, you get this joy. You get this something on the inside that you know everything is going to be all right. You don't know when. You don't know how. You just know that you know that you know that you know. Guard your heart. Guard your faith. Guard your confession. Trust God at his word. Know that he is 
faithful. Know that he is with you. Know that God's going to work it out. Know that God will fight your battle. Know that God got a blessing in store for you. He's preparing you for the very next thing. His hands. See? He don't have to make perfect situation. You need his hands on you. You need his favor on you. You need him. Just that blessing, that anointing, that, that assurance that he's up to something in your life. There's a peace in your heart. There's a peace in your mind. And God has set a, 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 a garrison around you. And no matter how the devil tried to get in, he can't. When you know God got you, the devil can't bother you. When you know God got you, there's a supernatural peace that passeth all understanding. And you know he's your child. God, God shows himself best in our crushing. Because he got our undivided attention. Too many times we're looking every place else but to him. But in the crushing, all you got is him. In the crushing, he got your undivided attention. In the crushing, you hear better. In the crushing, you see clear. In the crushing, you sense in your spirit that God is right there. It's a process of him trying to save us from ourselves. It's the process that we get to know him. Psalms 103 said, And Moses knew God's ways, but the children of Israel just knew his acts. They never got his heart. They never knew his heart. And all those miracles, they didn't see him. They seen his actions. They seen his hand but not his heart. What God wants for you and I, most of all, and the greatest blessing you could ever get is to know his heart towards you. And he has made that available for each of us. When you've got their heart, you've got everything they have. Do you know God's heart? It's in the crushing that you learn his heart. I pray today that number one, you have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, that you have made him your savior and you are on your way to make him your Lord, your God, <laughs> your everything. The prayer number, the 513-451-31. A minister will answer your phone call and will minister to you. If you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ or you need prayer, call that number. Amen. 
And if you want to contact the church, you can leave a voicemail on the other number, the 8377 number. Know that we love you. Know that we're praying for you. We will continue in the life of Joseph next week. We will learn the principles so that we can apply them in our lives because God wants the highest blessing for you and I, but he got to be able to trust us even in the crushing. <laughs> no, we can trust him, but can he trust us? Father, even now, Father, as we are ending this service, I ask for your covering. I ask that you be with us and you show forth that you are with us. Help us to take our eyes off of our situation and see you. Father, it took for Isaiah to die in order for Isaiah to see you high and lifted up. Many times, Father, we got other things and other people lifted up too high. Today, Lord, take the main stage of our lives. Become not just our Savior, but our God, our Lord, our everything. Help us to see you more clearly. Help us to move the clutter out of our hearts where we see you high and lifted up and that you are worthy, you are faithful, you are compassionate. Lord, you are love and you love us. Teach us and show us that we can trust you even when we don't understand you. That Father, your intent, your heart for us is for good and not for bad. Today, Lord, and everyone that's under the sound of my voice that hear, Lord, touch us. Lord, fill us with your spirit and help us to see you more clearly where you become our main desire. Lord, thank you. We love you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Love you, praying for you. See you next week.